Oh my God. Okay, we're gonna stop recording because there's an emergency situation. Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today I have a senior student on the podcast, the first one this season. Hey, Joe. Hey, Alex. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. I'm so glad. Is this your first podcast experience? This is. It Good thing we is. got it in under the wire before you graduate with the class of 2022 in May. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it's that close. Joey is a fourth-year student. He is originally from New York. I am. He's an Italian. I'm Italian. And that's the theme of the podcast today, vet med and New York Italian life. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Because I feel like it's who you are. It's a big piece of your identity. It is. I do. That's like a big identifier for me. And I feel like in Florida, it's almost easier because like being Italian, being Italian in Florida is like a big deal. It's a huge deal. There's like no Italians here. No, but I think there are. They've just retired and like maybe passed on. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we start, tell us where you went to undergrad and how you, because you have an interesting undergrad story. Yeah. Walk us through it. Okay, so for undergrad, I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice on the west side of Manhattan. Uh, My major was forensic molecular biology, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to go into forensic science, and I thought maybe med school. And before I like committed to human medicine, I was like, I do always love animals. So I worked at like a small animal hospital for a little bit. I hated the hospital I worked at, but I loved what I was doing. And so I was like, if I can hate it, but love it at the same time, maybe that's something I can do. And then I kind of just jumped into the application process within like, I think like six months. Like I did everything in six months and now I'm here. I want to backtrack. Yeah. You hated where you were, but you loved what you were doing. Yeah. That is, I feel like that's the sign and the mark of someone who really does love the profession because some people like love the hospital that they're at, but they hate what they're doing and they just enjoy like the people that they're around. And that's why I always tell students, make sure you try multiple clinics because you might just like that clinic. So the fact that you hated the clinic, but loved the science and the medicine piece, great indicator. Yeah, I think that's great advice to go to multiple clinics because I thought that maybe the experience I was having was kind of shared throughout. But then when I came to vet school and I learned that people love the clinic and love what they were doing, I was like, oh, thank God. Good for you. I was like, okay, there's there is a future for me here. Forensics. Do you like true crime? I that's a podcast. I don't know what it means. I think true crime is like stories of actual crime thing that happens. Yeah, no, I've never watched or yeah, or listened to a true Then why were we drawn to forensics and like what, how? Oh, so I took a forensic class in high school. Uh I took forensics, anatomy, and there was, oh, and genetics. And those classes were like all taught by this one teacher that I love. She was awesome. And I really loved forensics a lot. I thought I was going to go into forensic pathology, which required you to go to med school to like be a pathologist. Mm -hmm. And so John Jay was like one of the best-ish schools for that, but it was cheap, and I got into the honors program there, so it was like a little bit of a scholarship. I don't have to pay that much, stay home, save money, because whether you're going to med school or vet school, they say stay local if you can for yeah. your uh, undergrad and just save as much money. Like You don't want to start off with extra student debt. Talk about how you like lived with your grandma and like walked by the bakery, because okay, I love yeah, this. Yeah. It's so, so classic. So 
I was going to John Jay, which is in Manhattan, and I ain't known now. She lives in Queens, and she lives in the house still that my mom grew up in. And on the corner of the house uh, uh, on Fresh Pond Road is this bakery. And in the morning, I would wake up at like 6 a.m. to catch the subway to get to like an 8 a.m. class. And they'd be making the bread. And so (laughs) I'd be like walking down the street and smelling all the delicious bread being made. And it was just amazing. And that's just like... That's, like, very New York to me. I don't know why. Like, the fresh bread and, like, the people that sell, like, the nuts for nuts thing on this side of the road, those are... mm. Does Nona live in the Bronx? Where does she live? No, she lives in Queens. She lives in Queens. Okay, so this... I mean, for you, this is a traditional experience, but for a lot of folks listening, they do not have the experience of like living with my Nona in Queens, walking by a bakery, catching the subway to my college in Manhattan. Like it's very, it's non-traditional for a lot of our listeners. So I think it's great that they get to hear just another human's experience. Yeah, it was exciting. I think like you don't realize like now when I'm like talking to you about it, it sounds so like unique but it, like unique romantic nostalgic yeah, like from a book you know like yes. we're like why are like all the movies are made in new york it's because like you walk down the block you smell the bread you catch the subway you go to class <laughs> you I see mean, new york just has a different energy yeah there's it, some culture going on there. there is it's a lot of go 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 and like mm-hmm. you really never know what you're gonna see like i remember going up the escalator and this guy had a chameleon on his shoulder and i was like it's the winter that's not a good idea like i wasn't even i don't even think i was going to vet school at that point i was like this is bad it's not good but it's classic new york yeah lots of characters everywhere talk about how new york and just things being go 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 and wild and crazy and never not knowing what's going on prepares you for vet school and veterinary medicine i think it's because like everything is like so crazy and you have like people wishing by you but you're kind of like on your own track still mm. and so like mm. there's like a ridiculous amount of things happening and you're like I'm just going to school you know like that's yes. where I gotta go and I think that plays a big role in even when you're like collecting history from a client they're telling you all these other things that's happening but you have to pick out the important things that are going on oh absolutely that's a really good analogy Joe I think you're good at analogies oh thanks I try yeah 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 it's, I mean but do you I think it comes naturally does it? I think so. Okay, cool. I'll take it. You mentioned forensics. UF is one of the like few, I don't even know any other um, vet schools that offer like forensic courses. Uh-huh. UF, I've taken... With Dr. Stern, who's been on the podcast, Law & Order DVM, season two, I think. Dr. Stern is amazing. I did research with him over the summer. Uh-huh. Then... I'm also doing the shelter med certificate. So there's a forensic course that is offered through that. You don't have to be in a certificate to do that. Because of like animal abuse? Yeah. Oh, yikes. That's tough. I know. So there's that. There's um, a forensic uh, medicine clinical rotation or forensic pathology rotation, which I did this summer with Dr. Stern again. And now we have a forensic pathology class. That's exciting. Yeah. You... So in high school, you took this class. You were interested in it. You're still interested in it. You're doing it in vet school. Is it going to play a role in your profession? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I think that it's important to, like, keep your interest in something. Even if it's, like, uh, this, I mean, I feel like I'm lucky that it plays into vet school. But, mm-hmm. like, I still love forensics. And yeah. so it's something that I, like, continue to do. And if I'm able to, like, weave it into veterinary medicine, yeah. that's just, like, I think I'm really lucky. Okay, I'm loving this idea because a lot of times – when I speak to students, especially aquatics, a lot of students want to do aquatics. I'm like, oh, it's such a small field. It's very niche. There's not a lot of opportunities, and I get stressed for them. 
But that doesn't mean they still can't do it. Like while they're in vet school, they could, and if they love it, they can be engaged in the research and the courses. Maybe it doesn't play a role in their profession, but who cares? Yeah, no, if you love something, like you should go out and do it. Right. Don't let that stop you. But be realistic still and just say, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. It might not play a role. I think that's where I get hung up is are these students who say, I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm like, "Mm, are you? Yeah. And I don't want them to be disappointed, hurt, and feel like they didn't get their money's worth out of the their experience. Yeah, you have to set realistic goals for yourself or else you're going to be caught up trying to attain the ones that are not attainable. Yes, right, right, and right. You're going to waste a lot of time and probably money on that, and that is not a good idea. Yeah. I'm glad you said money because that's a good segue. So you mentioned frugality. So I'm going to call you uh, frugal frugale right now. Oh, I've been works. I've been shopping with you. Yeah. You don't let me buy things. Talk about how your mentality with money, your money mentality, is playing a role with student debt and vet school and financial aid. Yeah, I really don't like spending money. Like right now, my friends have plans to go get lunch. And I'd even respond to like, guys, I'm not like they already know that I'm not going to get lunch with them because I. But you and I are in the single kid supper club together. Yeah, it's true. But I've been to this place before. So it's like, why Why bother? Okay, we go to new places. Yeah, not a new experience. Right. And you mentioned that to my undergrads this week, have experiences versus just spending money to spend money. Yeah. And so a, a new like trend kind of thing, maybe it's not that new, but I just found is like minimalism. Love and so minimalism. like I got rid of a lot of the stuff I owe, mostly just clothes that I like never wear that were kind of just like taking up space. But I've also tried to make like all of my recent purchases ones that actually matter. Like these shoes. These are, are nice. These Nikes are new shoes. You do, I haven't bought new shoes in like four years. Oh, wow. So now these shoes, I take them off. I go home and I put them back in the box that I bought them in because they're I don't so white. want to get them room because they're an investment. And if I can keep them forever, I will. Okay. Honestly, I think that's a lovely mindset for folks to get in. Like, let's take care of what we have. We don't need to just go run around. I'll use iTerns. I don't need to just go run around and buy new shoes because they're cute. And like, let me take care of the shoes that I have. It's more sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Why do you think you have this mentality? Um, Because... I am a saver. I like have money for my communion party when I was like eight. I don't know how old I was when I had my communion, but I like keep money and just like store it away. And so I really hate spending it. But I will say that I have traveled like to, I've been to like Peru, Ecuador, Thailand, Italy, somewhere else that I'm probably forgetting You're having experiences. And I'm, I'm spending my money that like I was able to save on those things. But like, I wouldn't, like I look back and I'm like, Dang, I would go again if I could. Not, yeah. I wish I didn't spend money on that. Like, Absolutely. as if I bought like three other pairs of shoes, like, okay, I would return those if I could. Right, now. right, right. So, what I hear you saying is to our listeners, it's great to get in this mentality of saving your money because vet school is expensive, especially for out of state students. Yes, for sure. Um, valuing what you have, becoming more sustainable, but still having experiences because you don't want to have those regrets later. Can you speak Italian? I am. I can speak enough Italian to talk to, like, my family, but I wouldn't say I'm fluent. Can you just give us a little bit of something? They'd be like, che fai? Or che fai oggi? It means, like, what are you doing today? Or, like, what are you doing right now? Oh, I like And it. then there's, like, che cosa questo romba? Like, what is this stuff? <laughs> like, it doesn't, like, this Why are they constantly questioning you? I think it's a lot of yelling. Yes. Yeah. My parents yell a lot, mm-hmm. which is what I think I, now I realize they're just talking loud. But I, it sounds like a lot of yelling. As, as a... Uh, Italian from New Jersey, 
I can empathize with you. And I just feel like that's just how it is. Very colorful. Yeah. It's not like angry yelling. It's just no. we're loud. Yeah, yeah. And because there's talkers. probably other people talking that are also like at a family at gathering. Just other time. people constantly getting louder and louder. I love it. Don't you love it? It's my favorite thing, uh-huh. I think. <laughs> okay. So we talked about frugality. We talked about forensics. Wow, a lot of Fs. Yeah. Okay. Frugal. So we just had some excitement in the studio. We did. Uh, you might hear sirens in the background. You might hear an emergency situation is happening. It's just a drill, and it, we're fine. It is just a drill. Okay, Joe, back to, I feel like we've got all these Fs going on. Family. Family. Talk about how family is important and how your family has helped you through vet school. My family has been super supportive. I feel like I am a very lucky individual that my parents were able to like provide for me for, like, through all of undergrad and even now they're helping me out as much as they can um but it was I guess I'm an out-of-state uh student I don't know anyone in Florida really like when I first moved here and my family just like super supportive like just checking in on me making sure I'm okay all the time we would FaceTime a lot just to like stay in contact and my family gets together a lot so it was like weird not being there for like those like random game nights or just like coffee like Every now and then, uh, I don't drink coffee, but you know, I'll sit Do around the table. they have coffee after dinner, though? Yeah. 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 Same, same, same. My family, they have like espresso like before bed. I know. What's up with that? I don't know how they went to sleep, but I guess, you know. Are they going to cry so much when you graduate? Oh, yeah. They will. I think that my, like, I'm going to be the first doctor in my family, and like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But my family has always, like, when they're getting together and stuff, People are like, where's Joey? Where's Joey? My parents are like happy to be like, oh, well, he's in Florida at veterinary school. He's going to be a doctor. And my mom's always saying, my son, the doctor. My oh, son, the doctor. Yay. I love it. Um, Joe, I feel like you have a good attitude about how to like take things as they come and figure them out. Can you talk to give advice for students listening about how you manage vet school, how to handle all of the exams, the parking, the NAVLE, which you haven't taken yet, but you're preparing for, hopefully. Yes. What, what do you got for them? Um, I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, you can't change a lot of it. There's a lot you can't do about it. And there's not much you should like dwell on unless it's something like, Hey, I can improve from that. Mm -hmm. Like you made a mistake. What can I do? Not make that again. Or how can I make myself better from it? But a lot of stuff, you kind of have to let it like roll off your back, which is hard. It's easier said than done. But like parking is frustrating, but like you can get up a little earlier to try to get a spot. And sometimes you do and you still don't get the spot and you got (laughs) to walk for 10 minutes. But I commuted two hours back and forth, so like 10-minute walk isn't bad at all. Well, I do think that students who have experienced life and like growing up in New York and, you know, going on the subway and all that, like that's a life experience that helped prepare you. Like I'm sure there were tons of inconveniences. I'm sure there were times where the subway was not running. Stopped while I was on it. Literally one stop away from being home and (laughs) can't get off because you're in the middle, you're in between both stops and you have to wait a half hour because there's a fire on the track and you're like, that sounds bad. But it never is, I guess. I have no idea. But, But, like, do not think that things like that help prepare you to be more adaptable. You don't think that. You don't, like, realize in the moment. And then when it happens again, you're like, well, this is no subway fire. (laughs) This is me walking 10 minutes. It's fine. This is no subway fire. That's really funny. You said that you came to Florida and didn't really know anybody. Yeah. You talked to my undergrads and you said this great quote about finding people and having community and social engagements. Can you tell me what you said? 
was it when I said that like trauma experiences bind people? That's no. a trauma experience. Okay, which is true. <laughs> you did. Ish. That's not what I'm referring to <laughs> about isolation. Oh yeah. So you might feel isolated in vet school, but that's only if you isolate yourself. Like there are other people that are going through similar experiences and it's obviously it's never going to be the same exact thing that you're going through. But if you reach out, you will find people that are there to support you. And I guarantee they will be your classmates. Like there are so many people around you that are there for you. Right. It, it's, it's a choice. Now, feeling isolated is on the feeling wheel and it is a, a valid feeling, but staying isolated and having that moment of like, oh my gosh, I have no one, I have nothing. It's on you to be proactive and reach out and do something yeah, different. It's, it's a step into the deep end. Like you, you got to go for it and you're going to feel vulnerable, but I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Like you won't be isolated anymore. You will find other people. Maybe you'll find other people to feel isolated with, but you guys will have each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Misery loves company. Isolation <laughs> loves others. Um, you love volleyball. I do. I love volleyball. I played volleyball in middle school. I played volleyball in high school for one year. Then I didn't make the team which is fine. But then I started playing volleyball, like summer clinics with my family, which is even better. Oh, they play? I, yes. That's They're fun. not good, okay. but they play. That's really fun. Um, and then undergrad, still like played like the summer clinics or whatever. And then here at vet school in anatomy, my good friend, Megan Joyce, she Ugh. told me that they play volleyball. Class of 2019. Yes. Love you, Megan. Love it. She's amazing. And Amber. And Amber. And Amber, Riley. Megan, Riley, Casey. Yeah. I was just talking to them the other day. Yes. Like this morning. So Joe's in the class of 2022, but are you hearing, folks, he made friends with the class of 2019 because they were anatomy TAs. Yeah. Start and playing volleyball. Exactly. Reach out. Like, they are fourth years. I knew them for one year. I've been to Amber's practice twice, one for a clinic rotation, one for an externship. While I was there, Riley and Casey let me enucleate their cat's eye because it had a bad eye. Like... Networking, networking. People. Um, okay, so then Joe, what I hear you saying is bond over activities that you enjoy. So like, even though you didn't make that team, you still enjoyed volleyball in middle school. You're still playing in vet school. Jeez. Oh, hernia! You oh had my a, god, I had a hernia. hernia. <laughs> yes, I had a hernia. Had a hernia. Had. It had has hernia. been repaired. Yes. I found a hernia on myself. It was an inguinal hernia, mm -hmm. like right near my hip. And I was like, oh my God, I have a lump. What is this? <laughs> so my initial thought was like, oh, I should poke this, which is what you would that do in vet med, but that was, too. yeah, like, yeah. don't poke it. Right. Don't poke anything in your body. Was it painful? So I like, yeah, it was painful. That's the only reason I got the surgery, because if, you, if you're not, like, symptomatic, they won't, they'll because of do COVID. other things. No, well, at one point, yeah, because I was like, my surgery was like the day before. They're like, we, our ICU is, like, full again. Yeah. So they were like, That's we're scary. not doing any surgeries that require overnight stay. So not only um, did you do you have a good attitude, but like hernia surgery, like you've been through some things. It's helping you stay adaptable and have a good attitude. It's not a subway fire. No, it's not a subway yeah. fire. I feel like vet school has been crazy. Like I feel I had some of my my like during COVID, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and I wasn't home for that. And like that was crazy. Like I didn't. The only thing I wanted to do was like go home, be my family. But. I couldn't because it was yeah. during COVID. I couldn't get on a plane. I couldn't drive there because I didn't want to risk getting my mom sick or anything. Yeah. But I had my friends here and they were like, honestly, I, I, they couldn't ask for a better support group. Mm, I love yeah, that. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm so lucky to have them. Even when my dad came down to help me when I got my surgery and he like didn't stop talking about my friends. He was like, Joey, you have such a great group of friends here. I was like, oh, thanks, dad. Oh, friends. You do have a great group of friends. You do family dinners. I'm so glad they were here to support you. 
of course, we're all wishing your mom like quick healing. But that is scary. There's yeah. a lot going on. You're trying to get through the traumatic event of vet school, and then your mom gets this news. Like, that's stressful. Yeah, it is. But you know what? Like, she's doing so much better now. She's still getting treatment, but she's feeling good. So, like, honestly, what am I going to – like, I can't, can't do anything. Do anything. can't like, do anything. I can just, like, appreciate the time that we have together. So, you know, every Sunday I give my parents a FaceTime call and <laughs> we FaceTime, talk. Yeah. family, frugale, frugality. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right. You can't do anything about it. So you're just going to keep going. And I'm going to assume that your mom wouldn't want you to just sit around and complain. No, no. no. she would She's hate gonna, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my mom's excited for me to graduate. She wants so you she to be a see me across the stage. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. What advice do you have for pre-vet students getting ready to go on this journey? Oh God. Um, there's a lot. I feel like one I feel like advice I have for vet school when you're applying to it is just remember that you probably have other things going on in your life that aren't vet school. And so like, don't cut off events. Like don't be like, Oh, I have to go to work. I can't go to like my friend's birthday party. Like don't forget to enjoy those things while they're happening around you. Because I think there were so many times where I was going to, for undergrad, I was taking full set of classes. I had to take summer courses. I was doing research like full time. And then I had off Saturdays and Sundays barely because I went to work those days I was literally doing something every day of the week and that was crazy I was the I was like a vet assistant person I literally swept the floors Mm. and then I was doing research in the forensic entomology lab and that was like I had to bring my research home with me sometimes like it was insane yeah but you got into vet school and now you're like now I want to enjoy my time yeah good and I feel like I probably didn't appreciate the time I had an undergrad because all my friends like basically went away for undergrad. Mm. And so I was kind of like by myself. And then they'd come back. And then even when they were here for like small weekend trips, I didn't have the time to see them. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I definitely wouldn't do that again. Right. I mean, I guess it was worth it. I'm here. But right. I think that you definitely have to find a balance. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And like stop complaining. Yeah. No, there's no point in complaining. It doesn't no. do anything. No, I think it's, it's okay. Sometimes you give yourself like 15 seconds to be like, wow, that sucked, blah, blah, blah. Well, but then. W- I mean, I love to complain. It's fun to complain with friends. A lot of fun. It's really fun. That's so, that's deceiving. We complain. All the time. But we aren't obnoxious about it or we're not entitled. We're just like, oh, this sucks and we'll complain about it. Yeah. But we don't expect things to change. Yeah, because you can like see the reality of it. Like, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Like venting is fun. Yeah, that's good. You should vent with your friends. You'll right. figure out who your friends are when you vent to them, yes. and then they vent back. Things that two people hate, again, like like a trauma, it, it binds them <laughs> exactly. together. Joe, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This is a good experience. It was. I'm so glad, and it was a free experience. And it was free. This didn't Spending cost you anything. time with your friends is free. Find opportunities to do free things with your friends. Go on a walk. Joey has a dog. Go walk the dog. Go play volleyball. All these things are free and fun and experiences. And then save your money for those big ticket items that you really want to enjoy, like traveling to Thailand or buying some shoes that you'll wear for the next four years and keep them in the box. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.